Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. Brad continues to deal with his personal um, emergency, and we are hoping everything's going great with him. As usual, we have our favorite podcaster, Cam, <laughs> formerly known as Harless, now hairless. Luckily, you don't have to see my face in this format. Not today. But hey, it's look, it's look how quickly it's growing back. Yeah, actually, you are kind of hairy already. <laughs> so every all of thing. the permutations of your name just smack of Vikings. Cam the hairless. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm waiting to meet Yeard. Like, I feel like your oh, yeah. Yeard is going to have its own identity. Cam Yeardinson. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's even, you're almost a, a little bit red. Like, you could actually be Cam the red. Oh, yeah. I've got all sorts of colors in this beard. Yeah. I mean, not, not to get too deep into it. My favorite yes, of the white This ones. isn't our format. Is not yeah. bullshit, but yeah, it's, it's fun to it's fun to catch up. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not supposed to use vulgarity in the main. Uh, so annoying. Okay, so did uh, I did. I said you know the BS word, but in the oh, poll, no. I really have a problem <laughs> oh. with the vulgarity. It's terrible. <laughs> so all right, but uh, why don't you lead us off? We've got some some news out of Hollywood, or I should say, entertainer news it's not really entertainment yeah. news but you and i both are leading the show with something like that so <laughs> take away so uh, i don't know if you remember this i don't know how I, I i can't tell you what year it happened i want to say 2020 but do you remember the jesse smollett story definitely binkley cat uh followed it um diligently well, well it's finally come to the end mm -hmm. because he has jesse smollett was finally sentenced to he was sentenced to jail Wow. And he got so he's getting 150 days in jail. He's going to pay $120,000 in restitution to the Chicago Police Department for wow. investigating this thing that was very clear like all of the evidence. I don't know if you've seen it all. It's very all very clearly fake. That it's amazing. Um Yeah, but whose idea was it? Do you think like you think he acted alone? I feel like he that that's the kind of thing that's a, a yeah, he might have, because what he probably did was pick up on a theme he thought he could get used to. Well, I think what he wanted was a bigger name for himself. And in this climate and in our current world, victimhood is like all the rage. Like being able to to right. see, he wants to be seen as an MLK or as a um, uh, Malcolm X, someone with clout that fought clout. for race. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but he also has to pay uh, $25,000 in a fine that's in, in addition to the restitution. And mm. he'll he'll have 30 months of felony probation after that. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, he, felony, that's that's a big deal. But I think he thought, did, it wasn't one of the rumors that he thought he was going to get fired. I think he was doing this as some kind of more desperate I, measure anyway. Yeah, I think it was all very desperate. And I think he right. was just, tr he was trying to bring that cloud up so that he could yeah. make more money off of it. But... Yeah. One thing you can't say about Jesse Smollett is you cannot say that he's not a method actor because when he gets his teeth <laughs> into a role, he sticks to it. Um, so <laughs> he never breaks character, <laughs> he, and he has not broken character after this. It was yeah. it was actually amazing. He said immediately after the sentencing that he believed that race played a part in his jail sentence and how he was unfairly treated. 
And uh, so this, he told his defense team before sentencing that he expected jail time and believed he'd be treated more harshly for the nonviolent offense than others convicted of similar crimes due to the color of his skin. Uh, for for him, he Wait, said it was so further. So he did it. Yeah, well, he he's did, he, so he made up the racism thing, but he feels that he's being a victim of racism for well, being punished for it. He still claims that he's not guilty to this day. So he he still claims oh, that this was oh, a thing okay, that happened. Okay, okay, he, okay. He never backed off of that, but okay. he he says that this is further evidence of systemic racism in the justice system, yeah. and he okay. even threw on a uh, a John McAfee sort of deal where he said that I'm not suicidal. I'm not going to kill myself. If anything happens to me, I didn't do it to myself. <laughs> Tell me that that's not someone just seeking attention. <laughs> well, gosh, geez. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. I don't, I don't like going there, but you, there's no doubt in your mind. He set this thing up. I, everything oh, yeah. I've saw makes me think that too. That's interesting. Oh yeah. So, uh, well, and another news, are you ready for the next story? I'm, I am so ready. Uh, it was actually, um, hit me from a couple of different angles. So William Hurt is dead at the age of 71. Yeah, I heard that last night. Yeah, it was oh, over the weekend. Time. And in in the wiki article, it said that he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in May of 2018, but I don't think that's quite true. I think he, it said, actually, I think maybe what it said was that in May 2018, it was deemed terminal because it moved into his bones. And I went and it said, and he died of complications from the disease over the weekend. And he did look to be kind of very skinny and maybe deteriorating. I don't know. But I went to the source from the wiki article and that the source was him saying that he uh, thought it was a death sentence when he heard it was in his bones, but he decided to try the side effect free chemo and that it saved his life. So that was four years ago. And there were no updates on his health since then, although there is a Reddit thread that I found saying that he looked pretty skinny in his latest role and they thought it was probably because he was continuing to struggle with cancer. I don't know. But I do, and this is consistent. I had said from the beginning, expect uh, an unusually high number of celebrity deaths from, quote, natural causes in 2022 and maybe beyond because according from what I'm seeing, and uh, my suspicions is that, or actually this is the data, that the vax and COVID itself, but they say it about COVID, but it's true about the vax, that looks like that underlying issues are exacerbated, that people yeah. will die of the underlying issue when they get COVID or the vaccine, because it's the spike mm. protein that's a big part of the problem. So when I hear these things, they, they may look like natural causes, but the tell will be in the fact that the number is significantly greater, like a statistically significant spike. Did, did we ever find out what the hell hit, uh, excuse my hell there, my, uh, hit Bob Saget in the head hard enough to kill him? No, they, they don't talk about that. The, the suicide from the Stanford soccer um player seems suspicious also. I think that people who are potentially dying of vaccine-related complications are being cited as something else. The way everything was yeah. COVID, you know, if we were with COVID, it was of COVID. If you're with the vaccine, it's definitely not of the vaccine. And I even makes think Haley Bieber had a stroke-like thing, and oh, really? they're saying it was because of COVID, but 
you know, she's 27 and it seems, I, don't, I haven't heard too many people of 27 having a COVID stroke, although the vac stroke in women her age is something that I've heard of. Yeah, well, in, in with like Bob Saget and all of these different deaths that kind of can be sort of explained by something, it makes me think of Gary Caridori. Do you, do you know that name? No, I only know Gary Webb. Well, one day we'll, we'll, I think I want to work with you on talking about this at some point to do a okay. new red pill. But um, Gary nice. Caridori was a, he was investigating the Franklin uh, child oh, sex yeah. ring Franklin scandal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And he, 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 he said, I'm coming home. I've got all these evidence, all these pictures. He was in a small plane and it crashes with his son in it. Oh, that does sound familiar. And somebody was there and picked up the. Yeah, but those things were not in the plane. Yeah. Yeah, Danny Castellaro, same exact thing. He did the octopus. Um, he was the one who originated that octopus of global control thing. And he was talking about the promise software. And I mean, he had he was going to crack open the deep state wide on a national and international basis. And he was definitely, definitely suicided. There's basically no question about that. Jim Keith yeah. did a pretty good book about it. And his last thing was, I just talked to my last inside source. I have all of my materials with me. I'm coming home. Yeah. And, and I he just, was found it, dead with no, none of his materials. It makes a lot of sense that people with uh, comorbidities or easily explainable reasons to die will be the ones that are high profile died of this, that, or the oh, other. Oh, yes. And good push point. it away from COVID. I mean, it, and, it makes sense. If people have read the report from Iron Mountain, it actually says when you're looking for a substitute for war, the biggest thing that would be an improvement is if instead of taking the young and healthy, the this substitute for war kills the old and sick. Hmm. So this is exactly in line with what their stated purpose was, depending on who you think they are and who you think wrote report from Iron Mountain. But there was another thing about the William Hurt story that really caught my eye and not to I actually consider this almost like an entire second story. In that uh, he, I did not know this, but when I tweeted about his death, people tweeted back that he was a truther to the point where he had recently voiced a documentary or at least produced a documentary on 9-11 truth. So <laughs> as I dug into that, I, I found this article. The one article that comes to the top, of course, is this yeah. massively rude thing. It says, who knew? Famed actor William Hurt is a 9-11 truther, narrating a film about how the World Trade Center was, quote, really destroyed. Then, so here was what was really freaky. Did you, uh, well, you probably don't see this because I, I just put it on my old blog, MonicaPerezShow.com. I have mm -hmm. a glossary. You know, I have yeah. a glossary. So my most recent entry was The Alice Walker Paradox. Mm -hmm. The Alice Walker paradox. So she was a real like liberal hero. Her intersectionality and her politics were celebrated as well as the color purple, which was so great. Really, truly it was. And then she started liking David Icke. And she was oh. a big fan of, or a, I should say, um, a defender of Palestinians. That was her okay. part of her thing. So then she was painted as um, an anti-Semite because of, I guess, where the nexus of those two issues might come together. Mm -hmm. And what people are, this is like a classic thing among liberals, like who knew about Alice Walker? How could we know? How could it be possible that someone we respected is a lunatic, is an irrational, mm -hmm. insane mental case? Like, how did we not see this coming? And I wrote an article, I put it in my gl glossary that I said, the paradox lay in the question you know, how can someone I loved and admired be get something so fundamental so wrong? And I wrote that in my observation, the answer to this question far too often lies in the lines of that person 
uh, is and maybe always was crazy and irrational, or that person experienced trauma that fundamentally changed his or her ability to reason. And I went on to say my observation of this was first clarified when Dennis Miller broke, like it was clear that he was breaking Republican rather than Democrat. And this is what I wrote last month. Uh, I wrote, at that time, I heard a former SNL classmate, castmate say, quote, Dennis was always a bit off. Dennis mm. was always a bit off. That's what they say. Like, oh, there are seeds of it, whatever. This is what the opening line of the article about William Hurt's trutherism says. This is the opening line. Mm -hmm. Actor William Hurt has been out there for a long time, a respected acting talent. He's never been part of the mainstream of Hollywood or Broadway. He was always a little off. That's exactly what I said. Then they go on to say, and here's the proof. Hurt has thrown in with 9-11 truthers who believe the U.S. government blew up the World Trade Center. Now, that's not proof of the concept, right? So the concept was saying he was always a little bit off with no proof. Mm -hmm. And then they say, here's the proof is this thing. But of course, they're using this thing to suggest that he was always a bit off. But he, but, you know, all right, maybe he was a free thinker. I don't know. But that's how they absolutely refute so then this article, I thought this was interesting, went on to say uh, that he had some kind of epiphany that was basically an out-of-body experience, and that's when he just, the whole 9-11 truth thing came clear to him in some weird, inopportune moment. And then, then he goes on to say, it took a while, but finally I found pieces of evidence online. The It says... Mixed in among all the nonsense, there was sane and reasoned evidence. One of the sources, the strongest one by far, a source supported by thousands of responsible, honest, honorable, grounded, normal, respectful people, professional architects and engineers all around the world, was architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. An amazing act of courage and compassion meets us there when we can bring ourselves to seek the answers. That's what he said. He just said, these people are reasoned, they're rational, they're uh, professionals, blah, blah, blah. The next paragraph in this article the next paragraph is starts with um oh. which is totally dismissive right and gross okay um these people are completely crazy all caps i'm very worried about american society uh so many too many people think this stuff and also think they're being tracked by the vaccine Mental illness is thriving around us. And here's William Hurt, who won an Oscar and now is in his 70s and hasn't been in, any, in anything important for at least 15 years. He's lost his mind. If anything, he's become his character in altered states. I'm not linking to the website or the film or anything to support <laughs> these kooks. Okay, so if you if you are if you're a student of rhetoric. And you identify like every possible fallacy. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is just a fallacy after fallacy. Like there's no refutation here at all. He's crazy. He's um, associated with crazy people. He's uh, um, old. He's irrelevant. Mm. I mean, it's just it's just classic nothing. But anyway, the film I will link to is called The Unspeakable Truth. And it is about families who continue to seek justice, having lost people on 9-11 20 years later. You know, I don't have a glossary. But if I did, I would define um 
as the preamble to the NPC or the midwit who's about to start rattling off their speech. The <laughs> a script speech, that they've been given. A speech that they're signaling to you doesn't have irrefutable yeah. proof because what right. they're first doing is saying, let's dismiss this other person. Like, so whatever just happened, don't even listen to that. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> once <laughs> yeah. you hear, um, I mean, it's on Twitter all over the place, but once you hear, um, just disregard anything the person says after that, just like you need to disregard anything before, but in a tweet about anything political. So it's like, I believe in the first amendment. Oh yes. But Oh, I used to get everything that. Be before. It's not true. <laughs> when I was on the air and people would call, it would it got really funny. And I realize now there is no substitute for experience. Someone would call and say, I'm a lifelong libertarian. And I would say, uh-oh, here <laughs> yep. it comes. I would say out loud. People like, why did you why did you suspect that guy? And then he did just come right in with all the BS. And I was like, because that's what they do. You don't have to define who you mm -hmm. are unless you're about to contradict. No, actually, you know, you're supposed to represent against interests, and I never fell for it. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is you you talked about how you searched for this, and at the top of it, you found the uh, obviously uh, mainstream supported article on it. Uh, one thing I, I want to say is DuckDuckGo. I don't know if you know this. A lot of people yeah, use that know. instead of, yeah. of Google. I'm not a fan. Um, well, they just openly, the CEO openly tweeted that they're going to stop um, putting the um, disinformation in the search results. So yeah. the only thing that people wanted from them has now been destroyed. Right. So don't use See, if you use DuckDuckGo, try Start Page. Get away from, get away from I, DuckDuckGo. Even Bing, which is Microsoft, was better than DuckDuckGo for a while there. No, because yeah. DuckDuckGo claimed the privacy thing, which I could not prove or not prove, and then yeah. they didn't have my, they didn't give me any more of a gateway into the old internet yeah. than so anybody else. But a lot of people think that it's more private or that you'll get less disinformation, and that's right. not true anymore. So anyone who's using right. it for that, stop. Yes. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But I thought we were done with a lot of COVID talk. I thought yeah. we were. I thought we were kind of past it with Ukraine. I didn't think we'd get yep. an uptick. But the first article that I saw today when I was looking at the news was that former pre and I actually saw a tweet about this last night um, was former President Barack Obama tests positive for coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And so I, I read that and I'm like, what are they preparing for? What yep. do they want out of us? And the article was a whole lot of nothing. It was just essentially re repeating his tweet, which said he had a scratchy throat. But I'm really glad that <laughs> me and Michelle and our children are all vaxxed and boosted. Why? <laughs> oh, because he thinks he's going to be less sick because there's well, scientific evidence. Oh, and, then I, and, then there I, and then I read down. And I, I, I scroll through a couple other ones, and suddenly I see this this article that <laughs> came out the day before mm -hmm. um, from the, about the <laughs> Pfizer CEO saying that the, a fourth shot is needed. Not only that, but them and Moderna are working on it so that you can include Omicron and take care of all of the variants at once. All of the variants that are in our past and not in our future. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they always make it sound like it's going to take care of any of them. But it doesn't. That's the whole thing. with the, That's yeah. why you need two a year. Right. I mean, you don't not need four. them. I'm not gonna say that. just now. so you know. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing. I, I'm not so that anybody would misunderstand, but I tweeted the Pfizer thing and someone answered me with a tweet that has I put it in the show notes that infection rates, this was a data coming out of England, infection rates among triple vaccinated people are higher than among unvaccinated people. And I would I would argue that the unvaccinated people are probably have natural immunity that has not been compromised by the vaccine. Right. 
right? I so think- because it's a it's broad scale. So like for me, even though I think I got it from a vaccinated person mm-hmm. because the way I got it would have been, I did a really interesting interview with James Hill, Dr. James Hill last week, Binkley and I did. And he, you know, I, I was trying to understand how I could have, cause I don't, I germ theory is called theory. Like I, yeah. I'm not totally convinced, but I do think I got this from a vaccinated person. And he said, you're, you're still better protected because whatever it is that you acquired, you, it wasn't, it was whole, like yeah. whatever made her sick. She was sick. She got the vaccine. She got sick. And then I got sick. So yeah. let's say there's a chance I got it from her. He's saying that because it wasn't, uh, you know, but it's kind of hard to understand what she had then that I got yeah. because right. if it was just the spike protein. So, but I don't know what's in that vaccine, but he said that it, you would expect to be vet, better protected even under those circumstances. Yeah. Well, and all I know is I see Barack Obama, I see this new Pfizer thing. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what are they preparing for? And then I see another article about the Gretchen Whitmer uh, alleged assassination trial that's oh, now yeah. been didn't, pushed didn't off. Didn't we talk about that last week? We talked about it, I think, in a, in the, in the uh, XR. XR. Um, but so this week was when they were going to start talking yeah. to the FBI informants because the the lawyer, the right. defense had brought up that, hey, they wouldn't have done this if it hadn't been Definitely for the FBI not. pushing them. Right. And so all of a sudden, one of the central figures who they didn't name has COVID and they have to push it off until at least Thursday. No way. <laughs> I bet it keeps getting pushed off because I, it looked like for the first time ever, they were really going to get slapped down for that. And then I also saw some mainstream media narratives that actually mentioned that. And then they mentioned it. So I think when they mention it in those kind of ways, they mention it so that you feel like, you know, they, they know it's going to come out, right? So they want to yeah. get ahead of it and they take that as the rare opportunity to make it look like the media actually covers stories. Right. So, so they can I'm, say, well, you know, this could be a rare instance of entrapment instead of like a common yeah. instance of false flag. Yeah. And all, and all I'm saying is these little ones all make me go, okay, so they're covering stuff. They're trying to get a, a, some more vaccine stuff. They're trying to get make more money. Pfizer and Moderna are. And then I was like, okay, but these two, which are the same story, but China has shut down the city of Shenzhen and put it into lock, uh, lockdown over oof. 60 uh, cases of coronavirus. 60? 60? 60. 60. They have Is a that zero where they have hemorrhagic policy. fever? I'm not sure of that. There's uh, there's one place they were shutting down for hemorrhagic fever, which, by the way, you know, hemorrhaging can be like uh, the COVID stuff, the vax and the actual thing. It's it's a, I think it's a blood disease more than anything else. Yeah. So hemorrhagic fever might not be hemorrhagic fever. It might be hemorrhagic strokes or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Don't so know. Th- this 60 person, which doesn't sound like much to me at all, nope. uh, surge in Hong Kong is going to make them lock down 17.5 million people to stop the outbreak, which Western media has had to say that the lockdowns didn't work. Oh my of gosh. FDA. Yeah. So it's like, where are we, what are we, what is China doing? I don't know. All I know is that reading this makes me go, something is happening. <laughs> so do you think there's going to be a whole nother big wave? I mean, I have heard we, the, I did hear that there would be another like really, really bad one. Yeah, a couple I, of people I, told me that a really, really bad one would come. A couple of people who like are, have their finger on the pulse of this kind of yeah. stuff. Medical. Which doesn't make sense 
according to how I understand like virus theory. Right. Because it gets it, the virus doesn't want to kill everyone. It wants to live. But here's to their exactly. Theory. But here's the problem is that vaccinations make you so susceptible to more extreme strains at the same time that it I think it I think it um, fosters. Yeah. So like vaccine enhanced disease yeah. mm-hmm. can happen. So maybe it's not so much that it's more virulent strength strain, although I am under the impression that it does foster more virulent strains too. Yeah. But that any strain that's slightly variant could have more devastating effects on the vaccinated population. So there could be a couple of different things happening. Yeah. All I know is I read those and I I don't have a grand glorious take from it. I'm just telling you this is this is a red flag and not just China's red flag, like a red flag yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm I'm not. Yeah, I I kind of lost focus on the covid stuff because I'm so hopeful that this is behind us. But I mean, I'm not counting on it. There's a new thing came out today that I saw Dave Smith retweet. It was Dr. Bhattacharya, who I think mm-hmm. I've heard of. And he's saying, oh, we are now finding evidence of COVID-19 in blood samples that are back from September and October of 2019. So that just shows you that this thing may have been borderline endemic before we even called it a pandemic, which means that everything we did was a waste of time. And I thought, actually, uh, I don't know about all that, but I remember having it back and forth with David Crow of the infectious myth who very sadly died in April, 2020 as like, I would say is number two to carry Mullis as some of the people who would have been able to really put the lie to some of this stuff. Although he was not well known like Carrie Mullis who was a Nobel yeah. laureate, but David Crow and I have a back and forth on Twitter about an article that he mentioned where I don't, I forget what country it was in, but I believe it was a Nordic country where they were finding COVID-19 in blood samples from 2018. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised by any of that because so that, we, so it wasn't, there was no COVID-19, you know, theoretically. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, because we got something that very much resembled yes. COVID in February of 2020, which right. is, was technically before, before it, it here. came here. And yeah, I'm, December too. Yeah, December 2019. But this could be that they took like a regular common coronavirus and slightly modified it to make it a mm-hmm. bioweapon. There are there is evidence that it's a bioweapon, which is in the XR portion of the James Hill conversation. But anyway, so seems like this issue is not dead as much as I wished and prayed that it that it were. Yeah. So I want to get to the deepest dive of the day. And then I think before we get to that, let's, well, the deepest dive of the day for me is going to be the ongoing saga of the maternity hospital in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to give you a little more on that. And then, but before that, I want to tell about what we're going to talk about in the XR. I would like to talk about uh, what I'm seeing as the anatomy of a limited hangout from Tulsi to Tucker. Mm. And... Who do you call when you want to test your meth? <laughs> Seriously, who would you call? And maybe we can get to your meta story too. Sounds good to me. Before we get to our commercial break, and I appreciate your patience. And for anybody who doesn't FF the commercials, it helps us pay for this so we can continue to put it out free. I know people uh, worry about who you support, and I feel like Anything that really shocks the conscience, you can let me know. Anything that 
uh, is just a free market transaction. You feel free to refrain from purchasing anything that you don't want to purchase. But I did do my best to block government ads because that's purely manipulation. That's not a free market thing. And big pharma, because for obvious reasons, at least vaccines and stuff like that. So Hopefully there is none of that. And um, in the meanwhile, though, if you do want to avoid the ads altogether, we always prefer subscribers. And we're not asking for donations, really. We just ask for subscriptions. And we try to give basically almost two times the material that we give free, we give through XR materials. So this show is almost double in length, or it's up, it's over 50 minutes, usually an hour. And then there's our interviews, which is always an extra 15 or 30 minutes for guests who will agree to do that. We have tons and tons of extra material for each one of our platforms. So we do locals for people who like social stuff. We do Rockfin for people who just want an enormous amount of exclusive creator content, such as Cam Harless and temporarily known as Hairless. <laughs> and uh, and also our deep dives, which I credit Binkley for. And then Patreon, of course, if you want to listen to it in your favorite podcasting platform, that's the way to go. So please continue supporting the show or at least don't FF these commercials. <laughs> and now on to the deepest dive of the day. So we covered last week that there was a hospital in Mariupol that was bombed by the Russians. Is that right? That's how you say it? I don't know. Yeah, I, Mary, I've been I saying Mar I've been saying Maripol, but okay. I could be wrong. Yep. I meant to check that pronunciation. So <laughs> we're told that it was a working maternity hospital and uh, where pregnant women and babies were put in danger, injured. Um, many tweets when I tweeted that drew parallels of babies in incubators, which mm -hmm. do you want to give a sentence as to what that story was? Well, in before the first Iraq war with George H.W. Bush, they put a little girl in the stand who they called Naira, and she told the world about how the Iraqi soldiers were going into uh, NICU wards, like, yeah. you know, where the little babies were in incubators, yeah. Yeah. taking those babies out, throwing them on the floor to kill them and moving on. No, they were None taking the incubators. True. They were doing it that because too. they needed the incubators right. for something. <laughs> but apparently the babies were thrown from them. Right. So Not they had, true. I guess they had the electrical generators to run the incubators on the move and then were using them for <laughs> keep their eggs fresh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I did do a, a, a red pill of the week, which I'll give you a link for. If wow, you yeah. Listen Put to in that the in the description. Yeah. So, but she was, it was outed that she was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador and she was trained mm -hmm. by a PR firm. <laughs> so incredible. Yeah. It's, in, it's incredible. But of course, I believe it because it's true. So now we, Lavrov, Sergei Lavrov, the foreign minister, had submitted evidence to the UN in advance that it was the neo Nazi Azov battalion that had actually displaced the mothers and babies and were using the hospital for their headquarters. So I haven't seen the evidence, but he, he, I've seen, generally speaking, what he says pans out, or I should say in every single incidence where I've, he's been, he's been around for a really long time. Uh, so I believe that, but feel free to check it out. Look at the evidence yourself. So, but today we saw evidence, that, or we saw article, news article that, that mother that was featured on the cover of the Wall Street Journal in, in a photograph that I 
am firmly convinced was not real was staged that she and her unborn baby died as they were trying to resuscitate her, even though in the picture she's conscious, but I guess maybe she lost consciousness. I don't know. Anyway, what the article said, and this really pissed me off. It said Russian foreign minister Lavrov on Thursday alleged without evidence that the bombed hospital was being used by Ukrainian troops and that all nurses and patients had left. But he did offer evidence. He definitely offered evidence. Whether you accept it as dispositive is a different question, but that was just a lie. It was in CNN. And and he didn't say it was Ukraine troops. They weren't regular troops. They were the Azov, Azov Battalion of neo-Nazis. Look that up. So uh, that was, uh, you know, propaganda in full. And then, and this is what's really, really tragic, and you are not seeing this on Western mainstream media at all, that I believe it was an act of retaliation against that. That's my belief. But what happened since then was the Azov Battalion dropped a cluster bomb in the middle of Donetsk, the city, which is the purpose yeah. is to kill people. And I believe two dozen people died and the pictures are horrible. horrible. And I'm someone who's used to scrutinizing stuff like that to see whether mm -hmm. it's real or not. And there was one point I was like, what is that? That looks not real. And then I found other pictures of the same scene from different angles. And you could see that what I was seeing that looked kind of weird was a tourniquet. They were making tourniquets out of like, um, it looked like white kind of wire thing. So as you dug into the pictures, they looked more real, not less real. When you, when you saw yeah. the women crying and like hugging the dead bodies, like it was, very to me it was believable the the bomb is there you see that mm -hmm. uh anyway regardless let's hear what the real story is who's bombing donetsk russia i doubt it <laughs> i don't think so not, right. not with all the the fighting that's been there before russia invaded oh it's so sad i mean i really think that's why it wasn't even more panicked these people are used to it what is it 14 or 40,000 people that were killed in donbass by the ukrainians so far Donbass is a section of Ukraine uh, yeah. that the coup government um, was disenfranchising, among other things. So, uh, so it was Ukraine against Ukraine, but they couldn't get the regular soldiers to kill them, so they created the neo-Nazi thing. Yeah, long story that I've told on this show more than once. So, well, that's the thing. I saw the pictures too, and I didn't question them because I was the kid with morbid curiosity during you know the time when yeah. stuff was happening in the Middle East and there were videos going around the internet. Yep. And so it was like one of those things that the one picture of the, the corpse that I saw was like, no, that's real. Like I saw that's it what I, I thought like, too. Yeah. That's, that's what real. I thought too. And with the other stuff, you, you can't find a single picture like that. The stuff that's false flags, the things that yeah. I have said in the past are false flags. When I look at them, those pictures, you never get that kind of a picture ever. Yeah. And uh, the, no, it's awful. And I'm sure the reason that they put those pictures out there, you know, I'm sure they came from Russia or whatever, is they want people to see that yeah. that's what it really looks like. It's awful. It's awful. I won't, I, I hesitate to share it. People can look if they want to look at the Twitter feeds I put in the show notes, but I don't recommend it. It's, it was awful. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> just so on a lighter note, what are you laughing at? The lighter I note? Just, I just, yeah, I just read that. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> the National Security Council staffers and Jen Psaki are briefing TikTok influencers about the United States' strategic goals in Ukraine. She answered questions about distributing aid, working with NATO, and how the United States would react to a Russian use of nuclear weapons. So they are weaponizing TikTok. TikTok, I think, said they weren't going to, they didn't want to have war stuff on there, but that. That wouldn't stop good old Jane Saki. Nope. Old evil peppermint patty. Propaganda. She, she, oh, wait, that, 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 oh, that's a, a good that's alliteration. Great. Propaganda propagandist peppermint patty. There you nice. Go. She is. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Well, I've got so let's keep lightening it up with a nice little shout out and rap from Jackie. Jackie is one of the absolute foundational supporters of the propaganda report. I, I think I was on her. She has a connecting Atlanta show and movement and um, that I think I was on that when I was still, well, yeah, it must've been when I was still a uh, WSB host, but yeah, so she's been around as a WSB um, show supporter, but a real super supporter of the podcast. And she's going to give shout outs to Brewski, Bruce, Big Perm, Keel Thor, and Tunes, in addition to the many others who make the Discord group amazing. You all are some of the most top-notch persons. We all have in common the Propaganda Report, which we love, thank you, and has helped us build a community. Thank you, my sarcastic friends, for being you. I look forward to our next drunken Discord and for smoking the cigars the smartest man in the group, Terrence, blessed us with. So Jackie is actually going to be out here in California and we're trying to gin up a meetup. Mm. So it's going to be where she is as far from where I am. So we're going to try to do something kind of in the middle. I'm thinking Sherman Oaks or North Hollywood. So if anybody is interested in meeting us, it will, we're going to try to figure something out for April 16th. Give me a uh, drop me a line at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. And even if you have an idea of a place to meet up, that would be great. So this is tentative. We're not 100% sure, but let's see if we've got a, um, a sign, people sign of interest, indications of interest. So and, this, this uh, meetup, is it going to be like a really long meetup or is it just going to be like a limited hangout? That's great. <laughs> that's great. I'm going with limited hangout. Fangul, I'm going to always go for limited hangout because I'm old and I like to go home early. So, yes, we're going to call it a limited hangout right on, bro. Right on. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I might have to add, add that as like definition B in the glossary of limited hangout. All right, babe. You want to try to give it a wrap? No. I can't because I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me either. And I've heard it at least, I think we're coming up to, you know, like a thousand times. So <laughs> I will tell you, thank you very much for listening to the propaganda report. If you want to hear more, even more of the drive time news blast and uh, extra extended versions of everything that we do, please consider supporting the show at propaganda report. Um, well, I guess it's, propreport.locals.com, patreon.com slash propaganda report, rockfin.com slash propaganda report, or you can buy stuff. You can buy a t-shirt or support our sponsors at thepropreport.com. And with that, have a fantastic rest of your day or catch us on the XR right now. <laughs>